Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. When I think about joy, I think about Philippians a lot. You know, the, Paul wrote Philippians where? Well, he wrote Philippians while he was sitting in jail, right? right. He, he was in this spot where we can say, well, by any earthly measure, he should not have been a happy person at that point. And yet here Paul is uh, saying, well, rejoice. And he's, in, he's urging us to rejoice. This week, we're talking about Advent joy, and I am so grateful. You know, we're here at the University of Northwestern St. Paul, and it's always a privilege when we get to partner with um, with our coworkers over on the other side across the street. So today with me, I have Darren Geyer. He is the Director of Spiritual Formation Programs and Student Life, which means that one of the parts that of his job, one of his responsibilities is being over a chapel that the students go to. So I'm so excited to welcome you today. Thank, welcome, Darren. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I was, I'm excited to talk about joy. This is, I love, I love Advent. Is Advent something that you practiced growing up or you practice now? Yes, yes. So Advent was, was a big part of my childhood. I, I grew up in, in a church that celebrated Advent with uh, with an Advent wreath and, and other things. And, and to me, that was such a marker um, of, of the importance of it. You know what I mean? Um, just the fact that there was this anticipation, this buildup for what we, of course, knew was Christmas. But before Christmas, there was this, there was this kind of important work to do, this important acknowledgement to be made. So, yeah, I loved uh, I loved the Advent uh, wreath and the, and the lighting of the candles and um, and even now, yeah. So, so Advent is is a is a part of my life and my family's life now at, at church and and for us as a family as well. So, and it's different, isn't it? When you're the parent, I've got two boys, and bringing them up and really wanting Christmas to be a time that was meaningful and purposeful. Like the celebration and all of the fun cultural kinds of things are great, um, but to really have purpose in the season, sure. yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've loved incorporating that into the the rhythms of our family for sure. We we we're big fans of the the Jesus Storybook Bible, mm-hmm. um, and they've put out some really good resources that accompany uh, that Bible for Advent, and uh, those have been those have been great, especially for our younger ones. So nice. Yeah. And then, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? If there's something different than Advent, you know, either from childhood or now. Yeah, I think. Well, I think both as a child and now, my one of my favorite things is is the nativity scene. So I remember when I was a kid, I, um, I loved when that nativity set came out of the box and we sat it under the tree and, and I would just spend, um, I remember hours just on my, on my tummy, like, uh, staring at this scene. And, and I kind of had the same, um, energy of imagination that I did when I played with action figures or Mm -hmm. something like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it was, it just came alive in my mind about, about how that happened and what happened and, 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 and the, the beauty of it all. And, and so I, I've always loved the nativity, uh, scenes. And so for us now too, our, our family puts out a couple, one of them is, uh, the little people, uh, Mm -hmm. nativity scene that, that that the kids play with. And, and, uh, we try to not lose any of the pieces and get it mixed up with Superman and, and, uh, and Batman. But, um, uh, those 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 sometimes find a place in our nativity scene too. You got you got Batman hanging out with the shepherds, and uh, it's a pretty good time. So, yeah, I always appreciate. I love nativity scenes as well. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband had gone to Haiti, and one of the things that he got when he was there was a Haitian nativity scene. And I thought it's so interesting to look at different cultural interpretations of yes. nativity scenes too. I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's really cool. Very cool. Okay, so I think to start out. 
let's kind of let's define or at least di- differentiate between happy and joy. Mm-hmm. How, what do what are those? How would you define those or point out the differences in those two words? Right. Yeah. I think I think joy is more enduring. It's more everlasting, and and we see um, this this transcendence of circumstance almost. I think, and as, as we see it described and defined in scripture and. Um, happiness, you know, happiness has a role to play within scripture as well. We see that word too, but, but to me, I think our culture has grasped onto the word happiness and, and, and given it meaning that, that, uh, the biblical concept really didn't intend to, to give it. I think that, I think joy is, is importantly, uh, the distinction there is, is that it's, uh, uh, it, it abides, joy abides regardless of our, of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. That's a really great differentiation. Yeah, I had started out looking at the, you know, looking up the definitions of the words, and mm-hmm. they were so similar. But happiness feels like surfacy to me, right? Where joy is almost like a state of your soul. Yes, and yeah, I think what you're saying too about in the given that it's our circumstances don't affect the state of the joy that's within our soul. For sure. To yeah. Not have to do that. You know, I often think of of uh, happiness. I think of um, I think of uh, the money we spend on the things that we that we own, and and how happiness um, can kind of come from a result of of possessions. But joy really is that um, really is that deeper abiding thing. I, I, I recently went um, camping with with one of my sons, and and we just had the best time. And I just remember th- sitting there. We were up on the North Shore here in Minnesota, and uh, of Lake Superior, and it was just a fantastic day we spent the saturday all day with no no schedule no um agenda and he and i just we just walked up and down the 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 river uh, we went we walked across um these these stones and we just we had so much fun and, and it was just an abiding joy i just remember thinking it was this is this is what joy means mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was just so great so that's so good that's one of my favorite places too for sure <laughs> up on the north shore gorgeous so let's take a little. Let's take a look at the study guide and how the study guide is kind of walking through joy. And for those of you that don't yet have the study guide, you can head over to myfaithradio.com and sign up and get your own copy of that as well. Um, so some of the points that they're making is that joy is God given, and the verse is Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you have any? thoughts about that one. Yeah, I love this 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 passage Romans 15:13. Um to me I'm I'm struck by the connection here with um these other themes of advent, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you have joy and you have um hope and you have peace. hope, right? And peace and 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 to me the the key uh to me the key idea here is is trust. I think in order to have joy, I think you have to trust. You have to trust in our heavenly Father. Um and so that that comes to light here in Romans 15 as well. And we see that um, with all joy and peace as you what you as you trust in him. And, and I think uh, I know for me in my life, that's that's proven true. Uh, the more I trust in God, the more joy that I have, uh, even in even in painful, challenging circumstances. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when, like not to not to say that it's not hard for sure, that the experience isn't hard, but trusting the Lord in the midst of it. Yes. And really, you know, this is something I've been thinking about lately, Be, even in, in prayer, which for me has, you know, I've it's been kind of challenging, you know, when you pray, because so, my mom 
died 14 years ago of cancer. So of course we're praying for healing. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're asking for a specific thing, big thing, and that doesn't happen. And how can you trust and have joy in the midst of that while you're still having pain? And it feels like, and I'm going to try really hard to put words to this, that it's, um, maybe I'm not going to do well putting words to it, (laughs) but it's letting go of, you know, praying and telling God what you really want and pouring your heart out to him, Mm -hmm. but really leaving the result to him and that trust, that surrender, um, is what he's calling us to do really is the best thing to do and is a really hard thing to do. Yep. Yep. That's true. I've experienced similar things with, with the passing of my father and you pray and you pray and you pray and you, you have a hoped for result. And, And part of that trust, yes, is, is trusting God with, um, whatever may come to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm going to jump down because I feel like trust and o- there's a big uh, correlation between trust and obedience. And one of the points is that joy comes through obedience. And it's John 15, 10 through 11. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Any thoughts about that one? I love John 15 <laughs> so much. Um, this this whole concept of uh, of abiding in Christ and and Him abiding in us, I think it's just the it's just an important cornerstone of our faith. Uh, the fact that that we're nothing without Christ, and He offers us His very presence, abiding in us, and and invites us to abide in Him. And so, uh, I love John 15, and 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 to hear. Um, to hear this this again today, to like my joy may be in you, that your joy may be complete. I think I think it it kind of it really does encapsulate. Um, okay, so if you're abiding in Christ, then okay, this is the end result, right? Like joy is going to be there for the taking and and in the experiencing. And I I just think that's a, a fantastic truth. Mm-hmm. To kind of go back to what we were talking about with the with trust, that yep. that feels like although there is an action to trust, but that obedience of feels like putting to action the trust that you have in mm. the Lord, that you will be obedient to what he's calling you to do. And, you know, I think it's easy to, because when you were talking about, you know, Jesus ab- abiding in him, that he is in us, I think it's easy to walk, like kind of, oh yeah, he's in us. Mm. Like the power of Jesus that raised him from the dead is within us, that we have that power. And I think often... That's something that we gloss over easily, you know, it's just becomes like a soundbite versus really stopping and going, what is that? Wow. What, what does that mean? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think that has so much to do with how we, how we approach our life with Christ, right? Like it's, it's all about spiritual formation and, and, uh, which is what you're all about in your job. It's in my, yeah, it's (laughs) in the title. It's in the title of my job, the director of spiritual formation programs. Um, for sure, I think I think we um, we strive so hard, and we try to check all the boxes, and we um, we 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 try to obey. Sometimes we get in the trap. I know I have. We fall into the trap of um, obeying for the sake of, um, like I said, just it's checking out, checking off the box. Whereas um, really, our our aim, our focus, our goal should be uh, first of abiding in Christ, like the being, the being with Him, not having to do something, yes. but to just be. I say that as someone who wants to do. Like I always say, yeah. if you could just tell me what I needed to need to do mm-hmm. to be, that would 
that would be great. Yep. <laughs> but it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it'd be easier, right? It'd be mm-hmm. quicker. <laughs> yeah, so that abiding is so important. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording about kind of looking into some of the, the Greek words mm-hmm. that mean joy and rejoicing. What did you find when you were looking through that? Because I know you had mentioned that you're looking a little bit, too, at the difference between kind of joy and rejoice. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I you know, you, you look in... Um, uh, you, you look throughout the New Testament. You see, you see the word joy. You see the word rejoice. And and I wondered, um, I wondered if if those words in Greek were were similar to the to the way like they're the same kind, root word yeah, it's kind of rendered in, in English. In English, we can tell there's a connection there because they have the same root. But in in, in Greek, they do as well. Uh, rejoice in uh, Cairo in in Greek, and 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 joy in in Greek is kara. Same same root word in English, and and what I found was fascinating was that these words also share a root with the word grace, um, huh. charis, oh, charis, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that says something very important about what joy is. You know, first of all, joy and rejoice. You have a noun and you have a verb, and so joy is something that you have, but joy is also something that you do, right? Mm-hmm. And then the fact that that these are connected with the word grace and this concept of God's gift to us. I think says something important about really where does joy come from and uh, and how is it lived out in our lives. That's so good. Yeah, I, and that, when I looked at Kara, it was cheerfulness, and it said calm delight and gladness. Mm, yes. And that calm delight really stuck out to me of like a, a state of being, that, mm-hmm. you, that you have this calm delight that you are... I really like. The, I really appreciate what you said about it being a noun and a verb about something that we have and something that we express or something that we do. Right. I think that's an important. And I also nerded out a little hard and I looked at <laughs> it because I wanted to know, you know, what were the what was a Hebrew word, and it was hedva, rejoicing, mm-hmm. gladness, and joy. And we find that in Nehemiah and First Chronicles. And the Nehemiah one is the one that might be familiar. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. Which wow, if you like, is your strength like the joy of the Lord is your strength? Which I love. I love that you tie that to grace too, God's grace, and yeah, I have lots of thoughts swirling in my head right now. That's really, really good. Um, so, what else has stood out to you in the you know either from the study guide or from what you were looking at in um, in joy about joy about biblical joy? Yep. Um. I love to, I love, when I think about joy, I think about Philippians a lot. You know, mm-hmm. the, Paul wrote Philippians where? Well, he wrote Philippians while he was sitting in jail, right? right? He, he was in this spot where we can say, well, by any earthly measure, he should not have been a happy person at that point. And yet, right, Paul when you look at us, circumstances, exactly. your circumstances not affecting what you have. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and, and here, here Paul is uh, saying, well, you know, rejoice. And he's, in, he's urging us to rejoice. Um, I think about Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always, right? I say it again, rejoice. Um, a little bit later down in that verse, I think it says, and, and then the peace of God, um, which transcends all understanding, is going to guard your hearts and your minds. Um, so there's there's this really strong connection. I think it's important for us to, to take, um, pay attention to um, that our joy is going to bring about Peace and there's that connection again with with an, with another uh, Advent word, but um, that joy is going to produce peace, and and that peace um, that transcends understanding is going to guard not only our minds, but it's going to guard our hearts as well. It's going to going to guard our thoughts and our emotions. Have you I, have you had an experience like that where you know you know like 
right now I have a, a friend who um, was diagnosed with Lyme and mm. and they're trying to get treatment and figure out what's going on and they keep talking about that they are experiencing peace even though they don't know what's going to happen has there been a time in your life where you've where you've had that experience yeah I think I mean it was a hard time for all of us three years ago when COVID was mm-hmm. at its height and um you know, my family and I and everybody around us, we didn't quite know what to do. We didn't quite know how to handle it or how to react or how to relate to our, our friends and family. Right. And that was really hard. And, um, I think for me, I, um, uh, it, it just really was important to remember, um, that, you know, God's got this. And so there were such, um, (laughs) even though we were, we were homeschooling our kids, um, you know, against our own will and, and, and all that kind of thing. Um, it was hard. It was hard. Um, but there was a peace. There was a peace in it. I mean, we, I, and I think part of that was, um, yeah, I think that kind of looked like God guarding our hearts and our minds. I think we, we were able to have beautiful family time together. We were able to do some things that we um, didn't make time to do. Um, and so, so for me, it was, um, I think about that time when I think about um, the joy of the Lord producing peace because truly uh, that was a tumultuous uh journey uh for for all of us and for the whole world uh, uh uh-huh and and so um that is something that uh that christ was faithful in our lives and and into demonstrating um that peace that's so good and so relatable to everybody because we all went through that we all walked through that Mm. um i want to make sure that we talk about zephaniah 3 17 too do you have that in front of you could you read that Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Just love that. Yeah. It, you know, it makes me think of in Song of Solomon and Song, Song of Solomon 2.4, where it talks about his banner of love over us and him rejoicing over us. And in the study guide, the question is, what does it mean to have God in your midst? And do you believe that God of the universe rejoices over you? Why or why not? I, do you want to go first or do you want me to answer it first? (laughs) Oh man. I, yeah. The fact that he is in our midst, I think that goes back to me. That goes back and that conjures up pictures of John 15, right? That Mm -hmm. abiding that he does with us and his invitation for us to abide in him. And um, and of course, his his presence with us um, is going to produce joy. It just is, especially if we're um, if we're attentive. You know, if our if our God antenna is up and we're receptive, um, we're going to notice His presence in our midst. And I think that's a, a key part of the Christian life is 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 noticing mm-hmm. His presence with us. Um, and I love this part where where it says He rejoices He rejoices um, uh, over us with singing. And this this gets me thinking. Like I, I, I'm just puzzled by this on some degree uh, because how how can it be that that the God of the universe rejoices over me with mm-hmm. singing? Um, and I think about um, um, Psalm 139, where David kind of gets into something similar. Um, uh, and, and there's some there's some fun uh, interplay I think between translations of scripture here. But in, in in the NIV, David in Psalm 139 verse 17, he says, "How precious to me are your thoughts." Um, how vast is the, is the sum of them? But there's a footnote. There's a footnote there, and it says um, that it, that 
um, it can also be translated, how amazing are your thoughts concerning me? Mm. You know, and then the, uh, the New Living Translation, which I'm a fan of, it just says it. It says, how precious are your thoughts about me, oh God, they cannot be numbered. Um, and so probably there's some scholarly debate about whether that's, um, uh, you know, is it, are we talking about God's thoughts about me or are we talking about my thoughts about God? And, and I just think either way it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But just to even entertain the idea that, that God, God's thoughts about me um, are precious, uh, that's, that's a humbling and, and, uh, and, and life-giving sort of thing to contemplate. What it makes me, so I'm an alum of Northwestern, mm-hmm. and in chapel, one time we had uh, Dave Busby. I think he's uh, gone to be with the Lord since then. Um, but he talked about sitting, if we sat knee to knee, toe to toe, face to face with Jesus, what is it that he sees? Wow. And, and it even, it makes me get teary now, even mm-hmm. thinking about it, because I know the state of my heart. Like, I know all of my yes. faults and all of the ways that even though I'm redeemed, that I still have sin, I still sin, and and yet the Lord rejoices over me. And so that when I'm sitting knee to knee, toe to toe, eye to eye with Jesus, he, his thoughts yes. about me, he's rejoicing over me, he sings over me, he has a banner of love over me that can feel really, really overwhelming. Mm. And, and, you know, when you think about God in our midst, that that's the kind of God that's in our midst. That's the kind of God that's with us no matter what's happening. Yes. And that's humbling and encouraging and um, is, I think, what helps us take, even when we're in hard circumstances, to put one foot in front of the other and to continue to move forward because we know we're not alone and the God that is with us is singing and rejoicing over us is Mm. amazing and humbling. Yep, that is. Is there anything else that you want to make sure we talk about before we wrap up about joy? You know, when I was thinking about joy, I I got this image in my head of one of my favorite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, and and there's this part where where George Bailey is uh, he's just kind of come out of his funk, right? And 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 you you just you just see the joy, and you see and you see him you see him running through the streets of Bedford Falls. He goes, "Hello, Bedford Falls, Merry <laughs> Christmas!" and um, to me, that, a good was, imitation. <laughs> that was just such a good, it's such a good, um, you know, cause we know in that movie, if, if you've seen it, George Bailey goes through some stuff, um, and his, and, and his circumstances, um, aren't, aren't what we would maybe, uh, grasp for in this world. Um, but he realizes the more important thing and, and, um, and now he's running through the streets and, and, and saying Merry Christmas to, to everybody. And I just think, um, that that to me was a reminder of, uh, as I think about that scene in that movie, a reminder that um, we have so much to be thankful for and 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 to 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 have joy about. So, um, yeah. So I'm I'm ex- I don't know about you. I I'm excited for Christmas time mm-hmm. and Christmas movies, and and, mm-hmm. and and we're in this season, and hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to 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 watch some of those favorite movies, but. Yeah, I'm going to bounce off of your It's a Wonderful Life yeah. because a little one of the things that had like just been something that had a little annoyance that you kept you see like getting at him is there's a finial, like a knob at the bottom of the stairs and it's not fully attached. Oh, right. yes. And so every time he walks by it comes off mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh," and he wants to slam it down. And when he comes back, 
He grabs it and it comes out just like it always does. Yes. And he kisses it. Yes. Before he puts it back in place. And so the source of like, uh, you know, like bugs flying in your face, yeah. you know, a gnat, you know, something that is just had been so bothersome. He realizes that even that is precious and mm. kisses it before he puts it back. It's <laughs> so good. And that so bouncing off of like that is joy. Like mm-hmm. no matter what the circum, like we can be cheerful. We can be glad. We can be thankful even in the midst of all of those things going on around us. Amen. So good. Amen. Thank you, Darren. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're so welcome. I appreciate being here. It's great. Thank you for joining us for this conversation about Advent joy. And from all of us here at Faith Radio, Merry Christmas to you and yours. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com. Thank you.